The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Music time with John Cadell and Dee Ready. And Dee, start please by telling me about the Longitude lineup. Yeah, so just announced that uh, Calvin Harris, Travis Scott and Lily Uzivert are among the first acts that have been announced so far for the 2023 festival. It's going to be returning to Marley Park in Dublin on Saturday and Sunday, July 1st and 2nd. So a lot of people very, very excited to see Calvin Harris's name on uh, the headliner list, given that it's his, I think it's his first uh, show in the Republic of Ireland in about 10 years. Oh, we seem to have a little bit of a technical glitch there as well. Hey, John, does this suggest, again, a slight shift in emphasis of the organisers of Longitude, what they're aiming at? Uh, I wouldn't have said so, Matt. I mean, there was a major shift about six or seven years ago with regard to Longitude because it, it started off as sort of a, a uh, alternative rock or sort of indie festival, very much so. Um, and then it sort of pivoted towards more sort of R&B and sort of uh, R&B pop, for the example, like Stormzy at the weekend and Skepta all played in 2017. I think in 2019 there was ASAP Rocky, uh, Cardi B and Sloth High. So I think it's, it's very much keeping along that same path. I, I wouldn't have thought it was a, a major about turn at all. I mean, Calvin Harris, Travis Scott and Lil Uzi Vert are very much in keeping with what is now Longitude. What do you think, uh, Dee? Is this a lineup that you think will go down well? Yeah, I really do think it is. I think John is spot on, Matt. Like, I, I feel like, God love Longitude. Like, every time they release a lineup every year, this conversation seems to happen. And it's just like, there's so many festivals out there catering to so many different types of, of taste. And I think like, yeah, okay, maybe you enjoyed the festival in like 2017 or 2013 with your mates. But it's it's not that doesn't mean that it's for you anymore. Like, festivals... Move on, move with the times, depending on the audience that they want to reach. Let's hear a little bit of Calvin Harris, One Kiss, featuring Julipa. I just want to feel your skin on mine. Feel your eyes do the exploring. Passion in the message when you smile. Take my time. Listener says, Longitude is for the kids, unfortunately. They're all 16, 17 years old. It won't change no matter who plays, which is annoying. It is the teenagers sort of secondary school festival, isn't it, John? Well, that's that sounds a bit old man shouts at cloud, really, that, <laughs> that text. But um, yeah, it is. But like, you know, I know I've gone collecting kids of that yeah. age from it over the years. Yes, yeah. I know what it's like. And I see you occasionally meet somebody who's a bit older. Yeah, that that you do. But yeah, like, you know, but but why shouldn't um, why, why shouldn't there be a festival to cater that's for? I know you're not. Um, there absolutely should be a festival to, to cater for the fans of uh, those particular artists of course you know and, and you know oftentimes uh, people older uh, sort of look disparagingly on on younger people and 16 17 year olds the majority of whom are very well behaved and very responsible so you know let them have let them have their fun let them have their their uh, few days out at, at a good festival that's the first and second of July what about forbidden fruit D at the uh, Kilmainham Royal Hospital Kilmainham 
uh, the first weekend of June, the bank holiday weekend. Yeah, that's right. So it um it's got some great names that they have they've released now. So Slow Thigh, Honey Dijon, uh, Honey Dijon, sorry, Central Sea and more have been announced uh, as part of the lineup for that one. Um that's another one I think that gets a little bit of flack in in a similar vein to Longitude. It has very much moved with the times in terms of bringing in more electronic artists rather than just rock musicians. Um, and a lot of the names that they have released are are kind of speaking to that trend. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's sort of like it's similar to, as Dee said, similar to Longitude in its lineup. Uh, of course, it's, I think it's uh, rival promoters, of course. Um, but yeah, again, Forbidden Fruit was very much a sort of an alternative rock-based festival until a mm. few years ago. Because, you know, like the fact of the matter is the biggest selling artists at the moment are the likes of Calvin Harris, are the likes of Lil Uzi Ver. You know, so there's an, a ready-made audience for seeing them live. And for those not familiar with some of the acts for Forbidden Fruit, here's a bit of Eric Prids. His first show in Dublin in 11 years, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And then what about Grace Jones, uh, D? Where can she be seen? Yeah, and so Grace Jones has been added to Beyond the Pale, which is a fantastic festival that only started last year. So like to anyone complaining about Longitude and Forbidden Fruit, I would say step away from the Twitter app on your phone. Use your phone to call a babysitter instead because it's likely that you need one. And head along to this on the 16th and 18th of June. It's in, it's, you know, it's, it's in the Wicklow Mountains in Glendalough. Uh, they already had Hot Chip and Thundercat lined up as the first headline acts. And now they've added Grace Jones to the bill as well. And I have to say, having been at the first year of it, it was absolutely fantastic. It was really, really nicely pitched for 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 that audience who maybe aren't being, you know, f- sorted out by Longitude and um, Forbidden Fruit. And it's really nicely spaced out, beautiful surroundings and loads of arts to see as well. Uh, that's always an excuse to play a little bit of Grace Jones's classic Pull Up to the Bumper. Jones. No, that listeners back to us, John, saying, mm. not saying that I don't think there shouldn't be a festival for that age group, just not Calvin Harris. I go to lots of gigs and festivals and I'm not an old fart at all, mm. which I can understand. There might be people who would enjoy Calvin Harris, but don't want to be surrounded by drunk teenagers. Well, not surrounded by drunk teenagers. I mean, that, that's a bit of a... Of a uh Stretch, is it? Stretch, yeah. But I mean, of course, he, like, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll probably come and do a three arena gig. 
before the end of the year. Because oftentimes these artists are tied into a festival appearance and mm. part of the deal is also a headline show. So. Okay. Dee, no spoilers please for The Last of Us because I'm one of the people that hasn't started watching it. I'm actually saving up a bank of them to watch, sort of binge watch rather than one a week. But tell us about the sort of... Um, Stranger Things effect, which may be happening, Kate Bush style, to Linda Ronstadt's career. Yeah, so um, Linda Ronstadt's song, The Last of Us, featured very, very, like, at the forefront of the most recent episode, which aired, I think, over the weekend. I've seen it. It's absolutely beautiful piece of telly, and that's all I will say on it, Matt. Um, but... Um, it is. It, it's played on a piano first, and then you hear it um, over the. the this kind is of long, long time. Final scene, long, long time, and it is. It's just. It's. 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 It's absolutely surged in popularity on streaming uh, platforms since. I mean, this is like I think it's gone up by four thousand nine hundred percent, according to Spotify, which is mind blowing. And um, but I suppose we've seen similar with when Running Up That Hill, um, featured in Stranger Things, um, and there's also been you know not just stuff being in telly, but like, um, Fleetwood Mac recently trended. Well, I suppose recently last year trended when a TikTok video went viral. It's something that you see more and more where these, um, these viral moments or these big television or streaming moments actually bring an artist who maybe wouldn't be known to a younger generation to the fore. And I actually think Linda Ronstadt is one of those ones that um, it's even more surprising and even more exciting to see it happen for because, you know, I think most people would know who Kate Bush is or who Stevie Nicks is. But I actually think Linda Ronstadt, for the career that she has had, which is remarkable, like the Eagles were her backup band at one point, you know, and she she's kind of unfairly forgotten in the annals of rock music history. So I'm actually so excited that this might mean that more and more people, not just of a younger generation, but of an older generation as well, might turn back and look at the music that she produced. Let's hear a little bit of Long Long Time. Love will abide Take things in stride Sounds like good advice But there's no one in my side And town washes clean Love's wounds unseen That's not a song I'm familiar with at all. Uh, nor was I, Matt. Um, I mean, the first instance that I remember of Linda Ronstadt, which is true for so many iconic cultural individuals, The Muppet Show. She was on The Muppet Show back in <laughs> 1977. That's how I knew her first. Then she had a couple of songs. Uh, what's it? Don't Know Much was one of them with Aaron Neville. But yeah, I mean, poor Linda, she's not been been well and she's not able to sing anymore. So oh. it is good that she um, that she's sort of getting a, a belated recognition and the TV shows, as we know, can do wonders for uh, for back catalogue for artists. So, uh, yeah, best luck to her. It, 
It's funny you mentioned the Muppets, John, actually, because most um, people of my generation would actually have a Linda Ronstadt song or performance committed to heart because she she performed the female part of the song from um, An American Tale, you know, somewhere uh, out there. Ah, yes, of course. That is her voice. Yeah, yeah. So most most people were singing along to her without knowing it for mm. decades, decades. Okay. Um, let's get your picks of the week. Uh, you, D, you go first, please. Yeah, my pick of the week this week, Matt, is the debut album from Melty Brains. They're a five-piece band from Dublin, and it actually doesn't feel like a debut album because it seems like they've been around for a quite a bit longer. So it's been years in the making. It's about the journey of five men trying to get from one end of their 20s to the other, and they say that it took them a bit longer than they intended it to, just like the making of the album. So the track that I've chosen for you is Journey to or from the Melty World. Okay, that's Dee's Pick of the Week, Melty Brains. And uh, what's yours, John, please? Well, I want to preface my pick, Matt, by saying I haven't picked this because I'm a Bob Dylan bore. I've picked it because I think it's actually <laughs> worth sharing this uh, this pop cultural moment with everybody. The album I'm picking is uh, Dylan's Bootleg Series, Volume 17, which is the Time Out of Mind sessions. Now, I want to play a clip of a particular song and uh, you can impress your friends in the, in the pub or elsewhere tonight. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Bob Dylan wrote to make you feel my love, uh, which was covered famously by Garth Brooks, Billy Joe, and probably most well known by Adele's version. Well, Bob Dylan wrote it in 1996 for this album. And uh, what we're going to play is a, a take of the song that's available on this uh, box set. This is the very first take ever of what has become a modern classic. So this is the first time Dylan committed to tape this song that has become so well known over the last 25 years. do you wrong I've known it from the moment that we met There's no doubt in my mind where you belong I go hungry I go black and blue I go crawling down the Nothing that I wouldn't do to make you feel. And it's important to point out that at the time, like Dylan was very much in the doldrums. It had been seven years since his last studio album, and everyone had written him off. Um, He'd also been very sick earlier in the year, but the album had been recorded, so everyone thought it was his death album, his swan song, where it actually was the beginning of uh, a remarkable renaissance. Anyway, enough Dylan Bohr. There you go. That's to make you feel my love. The first ever recorded version of that song. Dee, why is Sam Smith's new music video sparking an online debate? 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Matt, I don't particularly understand it myself. It, it, it seems like if they had, if 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 they were a, a a woman or a straight woman, to be exact, and a, a video came out with them acting in the exact same way, there just wouldn't be the same reaction to it. Um, but the video basically sees them arrive at a stately home in a helicopter before dancing in a variety of flamboyant outfits alongside a large troupe of backing dancers. But they have faced criticism from a lot of people for apparently being sexual in nature. And people are arguing that five-year-olds can search this up and watch this content with no restrictions. Personally, as someone who has a, as a five-year-old really, really enjoyed watching the Queen video to hmm. I Want to Break Free on MTV or, or Top of the Pops as a kid, I really don't understand where that criticism is coming from, except to just assume that it's people being uncomfortable with it um, for reasons that have nothing to do with protecting children. And can I point out, uh, Matt, there's a piece in the Independent, the UK Independent, uh, by a guy called Lewis Chilton. And I just want to read what he says in the last paragraph. He says, people love a rebel, at least they do when the dust has settled, when the parapet has gone back up, when the act of rebellion has been washed clean, made sturdy by history and the heft of consensus, when transgression still has a living beating pulse, plaudits can be a little harder to come by. So what he's basically saying is this stuff has happened. Uh, these sort of controversial videos have happened since time immemorial. Mm. And now they're seen as, you know, cultural touchstones like the Queen video for I Want to Break Free that Dee mentions. So I think once the, the dust settles, yes, this will be seen as, as it's just a, a, a bit of fun, which is what it is. And of course, aptly named song, I'm Not Here to Make Friends from Sam Smith. OK, thank you very much, John Cadell and Dee Reddy. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.